Hello, the initiated. My name is Marcus Junikola, and this is the Be a Better Artist podcast. So last week I talked about fitting your creative work with your real life, with your day-to-day life, and uh, that seems to have struck a chord with uh, a few people, and for very, very good reason. We all need to wrestle with that equation, how to put the numbers together in such a way that it makes sense. And, um, you know, I'm going through a pretty sticky patch right now. My brain is very scattered. I have multiple different projects with very, very different types of uh, content, very different types of aims and different types of work processes. And it's really challenging to bring structure and progress to the big picture, moving all of these components forward in a resourceful and uh, constructive way. And being overwhelmed can lead to a panic-like state. And when you panic, you feel like you want to throw all of it away. You know, fuck this, fuck that. Um, I can't deal with it. Let's just simplify and drop all of these things. And it's a very common notion to want to drop music. I hear this from many of my musicians, many of my artist friends who find themselves in an overwhelming patch of their life. And the creativity seems to be the first thing to go. And perhaps that's for a good reason, because most likely the creativity isn't bringing in money. It takes a tremendous amount of input and effort. And when the output is low, then it's very logical to make that jump to say, well, fuck that and let's ditch it. In the micro, in the short term, you might feel overwhelmed and because music gives very little output except for, you know, mental um, stimulus or, or, you know, kind of spiritual uh, enjoyment or comfort. When real life is bearing down upon you and pressuring you, Uh, You're in that survival mode again, which we talked about in the last episode. And when you're in survival mode, that's not a place for creativity. I'd really encourage you to meditate on or to really think about the fact that ditching music is not really a lasting long-term viable solution. It's too much of an innate drive in you. You really want to do that with every cell and every fiber of your being. Yes, times can be hard, but you don't have to tell yourself, well, fuck this music thing altogether. And if you've done this a couple of times, then you always know that the urge to create, the urge to write music is going to come back. So I invite you to really have that conversation with yourself, to really say, you know what, music is a part of my life whether I like it or not, apparently. And if you actually look into the etymology of the word passion, uh, you can trace it back to the word suffering. And I really like this one because passion is something you can't get rid of. And because you can't get rid of it, you will suffer as a result of it. Because anything you can't rid yourself of will stick there and it will put pressures and responsibilities and demands on you. 
which means that, okay, sometimes it's going to feel great to write music and feel passionate about it. And it sort of springs up from the very core of your being. But a lot of the time it's imposing these demands on you. And a lot of the time in your life, you can't answer to those demands and therefore you must suffer as a result of it because you're being torn in two different directions. I'm getting off tangent here again, but the point is it doesn't make it any easier to tell yourself that I'm going to cut music out because you've probably been in this loop quite a few times and you know that you're not going to be able to stay away from creative work uh, indefinitely it, it, without serious mental um, problems down the road. So change it up a bit. Have this conversation with yourself. You know, music, creativity is in my life. Whether I like it or not, I always come back to it. Therefore, it's probably a passion. Therefore, it is a component that should be there. Now it's a question of how do I facilitate that passion appropriately and effectively. And if I find myself in a place where I want to ditch it altogether, then I've probably done something less than ideally in the realm of the logistics of my life or the management part uh, or the compartmentalization or scheduling of my life. And this brings me to the point of this video, which is prioritization. As I mentioned, I have quite a few different projects going on right now, and they're all very, very different in nature. Some of it is singing, some of it is songwriting, some of it is production, some of it is arrangement, some of it is business related, some of it is networking, some of it is research leading into marketing that leads into kind of a pitch and so forth. These are all very, very different components that at least in my mind, and I'd probably argue that in most people's minds, they put you in a very different mode of being. You know, I talked about being in that survival mode versus being in creative mode. I'm not talking about Minecraft, but it does sound awfully a lot like it. We have these different modes of operation and switching between them is mentally taxing. For some people, it's really easy. For some people, it's far more uh, taxing than it perhaps should be. But regardless of who you are, jumping from one to the other in short time frames is really not going to be the most, certainly not the most ideal solution. But for a lot of people, it's straight up not going to be a viable solution. When you're trying to solve this puzzle of how to move forward in your life in a holistic and constructive fashion, you need to bring structure to your process. You need to prioritize. You need to bring clarity to the operative side of what you do. Jumping between all of these different things that you're supposed to be doing and most importantly, these different mindsets that and perspectives that you're supposed to be occupying while you're doing these different things, that kind of rapid jumping is really going to tax you um, and bring your stress levels up and that's going to create a whole different cascade of uh, other problems. So that's not going to be a good solution. So by prioritizing not only are you going to make the practicality of your real life operations easier by actually getting things done and out of the way, it's going to clear up a lot of the mental clutter up here, which again is going to free up a lot more resources, a lot more willpower, a lot more of that neurological energy 
to be directed into other things. Importantly, to things such as creativity. So what am I doing right now to prioritize what I need to do? The very first thing is to write things down. You need to make something that you can look at and clearly see things segmented in their own categories and actually bringing everything together that you need to get done. To actually see things written down in black and white is going to make those things concrete. And instead of everything just spinning in your head, you can actually write something down, look at it, see what's what, and see what you need to wrestle with. Now, firstly, what I would do when you're making that list is creating different time brackets. So the first bracket would be things that need immediate attention. And what goes into this bracket is obviously things that are the most pressing. They either need to be taken care of right now from a kind of organizational management logistics point of view that you literally have a very short time frame in which you need to take care of this or there's going to be further consequences or they should be things that are mentally pressing upon you the most by doing those right now you set yourself up better for those next phases these should be things that bring the most benefit to you right now and by doing them now today you set yourself up better for tomorrow and we all know in the back of our head at least what these things are they're the ones that are weighing you down the heaviest they are the things that are draining mental resources the most now in terms of what that could be that could come in many forms. Could be a bill that you need to pay. It could be a difficult conversation that you need to have with a business partner, with your partner, uh, with a friend. Taking care of those loose ends that are sort of hanging. Maybe there's an email you forgot about a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it's a networking thing where you know you should be calling that one person, but you haven't and you do that. Maybe it's you calling to the doctor's office and making that appointment which you know you should have had half a year ago so whatever goes into that bracket they should have the biggest uh, benefit and the highest importance right now because once you get those heavy pressing things out of the way you free up a ton of that willpower a ton of those mental resources to put somewhere else and also this is a great way to put yourself on a great momentum and i've talked about momentum before and how it's a very real thing in the sense that we perceive ourselves to be in a path of progress we perceive ourselves to be moving forward and really the best way to kickstart momentum is taking care of the things that are in this immediate bracket that we know we need to get out of the way to see progress and by the way in this bracket Let's give a musical example. So for example, I could be working on a collaboration as I am doing right now. And I know that I can't progress into recording vocals until I've absolutely finished the songwriting of the song or I've finished the lyrics or that I've made sure that the vocal lines are the way that I want them to be for the recording. I can't progress into the recording unless I have these things in the bag. Sure, you can tweak many of those things and you probably should while you're recording depending on how you do these things but the point is that the things that go into this 
first immediate bracket are the things that allow you to do the next thing, either tomorrow or next week or whenever. So we had the immediate bracket, now we have the middle bracket, and then we have the long-term bracket. Let's actually talk about the long-term bracket first. It's really important to understand which of your goals and aspirations are long-term things. If you can't differentiate those, certainly from the immediate priorities, but at least from the medium-term priorities, then I'd say that you're pretty out of touch of what you can actually do and what you can't. What should go into your long-term bracket are things that you know are going to require a lot more time and a lot of investment in the future. And that could be monetary. Maybe you need to gather some money so that you can purchase, let's say, a sample library, or you need to make some sort of another uh, technological investment that's going to take time. Um, I'd say one of the best reasons to put something into the long-term bracket is research or studying that you need to do in order to be able to do the thing in the long term. Or it could be things that you know require more networking, more creating connections, meeting the right people, having the right discussions, or even getting the right experiences in life, getting the right perspectives that will allow you to see those plans into completion. And I also want to mention that things that go into this bracket do not undershoot those goals. They should be significant, big, long-term goals. So be free to plan big here. And it's important that you do because if you set the bar too low, then you're going to be aiming for that point. We are creatures that aim for things all the time, whether you recognize it or not. We are a, a hunting species. And where we focus on, that's where we're going to go. I mean, it's pretty likely that you're going to fall short of at least some of those goals. But having that bar set sufficiently high is going to ensure that once you do fall short of some of those goals, at least, you're still going to end up uh, far further than what you would have if you set your aims too low. And certainly it should be far higher than what you currently expect, because these are long-term goals. These are things that come to pass in a year, three years, five years. So of course, they should be things that are far above where you are right now. That's the whole idea. And also another important part of setting very, very high goals and expectations for yourself is over time, as you look at those goals, you're going to get more and more comfortable with them. A big chunk of why we are so afraid of a lot of those goals comes from the fact that they are simply so unfamiliar to us. We fear the unknown. And therefore, a big part of fighting fear is making the unknown known, taking it from unfamiliar to familiar. And trust me, when you look at those high bar goals of yours for a long, long time, and you keep staring at them, and they're there in front of you, present all the time for a long time. Could be three months, could be half a year, could be a year, could be five years. Once they are there, and they have actually solidified as your aims, they certainly become far less scary, but they also become far more viable to achieve in your mind. A big part of why we fail to achieve even a fraction of our true ambitions and dreams is because 
we don't even dare to entertain the option that we might be in the pursuit of it, let alone that we might achieve that sometime in the future. Most people are incapable of even writing these goals down because it seems so absurd or they have these learned patterns programmed in their mind where they think that even entertaining these thoughts is absurd and unacceptable. So the first step is really giving yourself a permission to want to dream of those things. And it sounds extremely sad, and I think it is extremely sad that that is the biggest hurdle that a lot of people can't get past. They don't even dare to dream as big as their dreams actually are, or they don't dare to acknowledge them, say them out loud, because they're so afraid of what might follow, ridicule, loss of status, and also a big chunk of why people don't say them out loud or put them on paper is because now it's real. If it's there at staring at you, you put it out there. Now, if you don't go after it, if you don't achieve it, you're by default a failure. So people deliberately don't put these long-term big dreams out there, even for themselves, because they don't want to deal with the potential failure that now exists as a result of them confronting and acknowledging those dreams. Because if you don't acknowledge them, then you can tell yourself that they don't exist. So be honest with yourself about what goes into this long-term bracket. And I don't even say feel free to dream and think big. I say you have to do that. You're doing a disservice to yourself if you don't dream big and think big in your long-term planning. Because otherwise you're just setting yourself up for not necessarily failure, but certainly setting yourself up uh, falling short of your true potential. And really importantly, have those long-term goals be things that you have a genuine curiosity and interest in, not what other people are telling what you should be doing or what is expected of you uh, socially. These need to be things that mean a lot to you because that way you ensure that the future that you're aiming for belongs to you. It's yours. It's not some fabrication of what your uh, parents or your friends or what society told you you absolutely should or need to do. That's not helpful for you if it doesn't mean anything to you. So make sure you own those dreams that you put into that long-term category. And lastly, we have the mid-section of this. So if the things in the first category are things that require immediate attention, then anything that doesn't belong in that bracket goes into the middle. And if we compare the middle bracket to the long-term bracket, the biggest distinction is that in the middle bracket should be things that you can do right now, should be things that you can move into right now. They don't need to be things that you master completely right now, but you have what it takes to progress in these pursuits right now. And again, if we take the concept of finishing a song as an example, in the immediate bracket, you could have something like finish the songwriting or finish the lyrics or even smaller than that, finish the verse of this one song, finish the lyrics of this one verse in this one song. And in the medium bracket, you would have the actual song itself. And you keep taking that song from that medium bracket and breaking it down 
into chunks that you can deal with in the immediate uh, bracket. And in the medium bracket, you have the goal and the aims that the Im immediate processes are leading to. So that could be that completion of that song. That could be the completion of your marketing campaign for your album. That could be booking in an interview for your podcast. These are the things that you're aiming for in the medium to short term future. They are goals that you have right now to complete whatever single project that you have. So those are really the main categorizations of prioritization. Within all of these categories, you can have subcategories. Different processes essentially require a different mindset for you. If you have something that is more in that survival bracket instead of, let's say, a creative bracket, I'd encourage you to get the survival stuff out of the way first. Paying bills, booking appointments, whatever kind of organizational or sort of just general life management that you have, get that out of the way first. The closer it is to something that makes you feel like you're in survival mode, you know, just, you know, chugging along, getting the real life stuff out of the way, I'd recommend you do that first because that's going to, again, free up mental resources, free up willpower, give you a sense of relaxation, and then you can actually focus on things like creativity or relationships uh, or so forth. I think many of us know that it's quite difficult to be relaxed and present in the moment if some of that survival stuff is bearing down upon you and, and exerting pressure on you. It's very difficult to be in a relaxed present state when that's the case. So I'd say always get that out of the way first. So I think that's enough for this episode. I hope that helps a bit, um, at least serve as an introduction to the general idea of prioritizing and categorizing your priorities and actually writing them down. This is something that I'm inherently pretty bad at. And I think that's something that a lot of creative types are going to find <laughs> that is very true about themselves. And that's even bigger reason for us to pay more attention to it. I slip every now and then, but I have this text document on my laptop on in front of me every single day. And I adjust these short and midterm and long-term plans and I look at them every day and it really helps. So um, I hope this has served as some sort of an introduction to the idea of prioritization as well as writing things down and categorizing things and really thinking about this short, mid and long term approach. It brings tremendous clarity to me and I think a lot of creative types uh, are going to find that useful. So let me know what you think. Uh, please tell me about your uh, prioritization methods. I'd love to learn more. My approach is far from uh, perfect. In fact, I think it's in its infancy. So um, let me know what you think. And uh, thanks for listening. Finished.